Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 194. Talk about Instagram Reels with my guest, Sandra Chow. Sandra Chow is a creative director and a stylist. Known for her minimalist design aesthetic and effortless styling, Sandra takes a thoughtful and intentional approach to design and connects brands to their customers by elevating their visuals in a new and exciting way. Combining her discerning stylist eye and creative director's intuition with a meticulous attention to detail from her past life as a lawyer, Sandra's ability to get to the heart of a brand is exceptional and has worked with brands worldwide in the wedding, lifestyle, beauty, wellness, fashion, and creative industry to strategize and create their visual content, including photo and video production. Sandra founded the School of Visual Branding in 2017 and specializes in teaching entrepreneurs how to grow their brands and increase their profit using visual strategy. She believes that defined visual branding goes far beyond your Instagram grid. It should awaken the very heart of your mission, value, and legacy as a brand. And she's passionate about teaching and sharing this with you. So friends, if you think there's nothing new to say about Instagram Reels, well, I'm sorry to say... There's a lot that Sandra shares with us today that is going to blow it wide open for you. So go grab a coffee, grab your tea, grab your phone, and let's dog it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, your girl, Renee Dallow. And this week, I'm joined by the fabulous Sandra Chow. Sandra, how are you? I'm so good, thank you. Um, Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Now, you're coming to us from, like, across the world, right? Yes, uh, Sydney, Australia. Amazing. (laughs) So I don't even want to ask you how late you're staying up to talk to us, so thank you so much for doing it. No, I appreciate it. It's um, no, it's actually really early here, so it's good. Oh, good. I'm getting I'm getting you in the while well, you're fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Not first thing, first thing at night. Um, okay, so you're here to talk about Instagram growth, but but specifically like viral Instagram reels and how they're kind of so last year. Which I'm going to tell you right now, Sandra. Like my listeners are like, "What are you kidding me? I just figured out how to make a reel." <laughs> so we're we're going to be pissing people off right off the bat with this. I'm just gonna I'm gonna embrace it and say like. You guys, we're just going to figure it out together. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, so why do you think that the reels are kind of a last year problem? I mean, last year in the sense of, I think reels are great and they can do really amazing things for your business. I use as reels as well too. So it's not like I'm, you know, not giving reels a go or anything like that or using it in my business, but it's more so that it doesn't really do much for your brand. If you're just focusing on creating a reel, that's really cool. That kind of goes viral because 
ultimately what happens is you might bring in you know a, a lot of random people that aren't really your ideal clients and customers so therefore they won't really buy from you and if anything it might sort of dilute your audience so yeah. um i think you know you may never have a viral reel which is okay but you know you can increase your sales if you're actually bringing the right people with your reel and that's like personally for me worth way more than you know a million views and a bunch of likes if you actually bring in the right kind of people into your audience yeah i mean that really is the name of the game i remember in 2020 because that's when tiktok really came up i mean yeah. became popular is 2020 um one of the girls that i was coaching she said oh um randomly what i did i did a, a tiktok and it went super viral and i was like well, what is it about and she was like oh i was folding towels in this very specific way and it got her so like her viewership went up her her follower account went up and she's like now i don't know what to do because none of my other content is about folding towels yeah. or, or home <laughs> or anything involving the home you know she was like i don't know what to do and i remember thinking like it's so great that it went viral but also like what do you do when something like that happens like how do you is there a way to refocus the, the audience not really right i mean i guess there is a way in the sense of the next kind of content that you put out sort of you know be more intentional about it and make sure that it is speaking back to what it is that she actually sells creates and do and what her offers are i mean i think you know we always all of us you know we might do kind of like a cool reel um or a wrap-up reel or something like that which actually generally generates a little bit more traction as long as you're not continually just trying to jump on the new trend that next trend yeah. that next cool video that someone else is doing um i think it's actually okay but it's more yeah. about if you think about the majority of your content uh being a lot more targeted and making sure that it kind of communicates a message to that to the right people yeah i mean so how do you feel about the branding with like Instagram and Reels now? Because I know I remember like back in the day when Instagram was new, remember everyone had these like super before we had a word for it, right? Now we'd say it's like super aesthetic. But remember <laughs> back in the day, it was like everything had to be the right brand colors with the right, you know, filter on it. I mean, thankfully, we've moved past those days. But what's your sense on that now in 2023? So I guess it kind of depends. I mean, I think I mean, I run a very aesthetically driven business and I'm sure a lot of your listeners who are wedding professionals also do as well too. And they have a specific, you know, style and aesthetic. So I still think it's really important to make sure you know what the style and aesthetic of your brand is, or um, let's take a wedding professional, for example, like if you're a florist or a photographer, you know, making sure that the content you put out there is also reaching, is going to get you in front of the eyes of the people who love your style and aesthetic, because that's kind of who you book, right? But in terms of making sure you're always using your brand colors, always, um, you know, keeping things that consistent, I don't think, you know, graphics or, you know, color palettes are always necessarily the way. There's a lot of different ways to sort of bring about, you know, your brand, whether it's in, you know, the tone, um, the way you speak, or yeah. if we're taking, if we're going back to reels again, for example, you know, if your brand isn't super influencer-like, then if you started to sing and dance on Instagram, your audience might be like, oh, okay, what, what's Sandra doing right now? It doesn't really seem kind of like on brand for her, right? So you yeah. kind of dial it back in and making sure like even with your reels, even just, you know, the way that you act or the kinds of um, videos that you put together still have your brand's vibe. Like that is still kind of cohesive branding. So it's not always necessarily just about the colors and things like that. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I know some, a lot of the creators that I follow on TikTok who are not wedding pros, I know immediately if it's them, like immediately, you know, right? Like you get the vibe, yeah. you get like, if they're using like the same background or just, how, it's even like, it, it sounds so funny, right? But it's even like how close they stand to the camera, to their phone. Yeah. Right. Is it right? Like this, like the frame of it all is also like very um, important when you're trying to create 
I don't know, just like like you said, that cohesion, because the one thing I know, and I know, I know you know this even more, is that like when we show up in the same way with our same and we, we hold tight to our brand, it helps clients trust us more. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, especially if you're like a service based business, you know, you kind of want to know who you're going to be working with. So, I mean, and, and I'm sure a lot of and I've sort of come across this as well, too. You get to know somebody through their brand on Instagram. And then when you actually finally speak with them, they're like, oh, actually, they're kind of, it's not really what I expected. Or on the flip side, maybe they're like, oh, she's exactly what I expected. That is exactly who I want to work with. So yeah. it's it's sort of the way you present yourself as well in terms of like helping you build that kind of cohesion, which ultimately builds that no like trust in your brand. And it's that, you know, trust in your brand that kind of ultimately converts, right? So it's looking at it looking at your brand in a very holistic kind of way, thinking about everything that, you know, whatever it is that you're putting out there, whether it's, you know, your visuals or whether it's the way you show up, all of that is very cohesive. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining some of our listeners right now are hearing you and they're like, I get it and I agree, but it sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it can be. And I think, and, and I know a lot of us don't really like to use the word authentic, but, you know, if you can kind of show up in that way, that's, you know, I mean, be yourself, essentially, be true to yourself, then it makes it more sustainable and a lot easier. And that's kind of the thing, right? When we, if we're talking back to the the whole idea of, you know, creating that viral reel, if you're just trying to hop on that new trend and, you know, follow someone else who's, you know, pointing, singing and dancing, because, you know, that's a part of their brand, but it's not really the way, it's not really who you are, people will kind right. of know. And then also it's not really sustainable for you to constantly create in that kind of way. I know yeah. I can't do that if I started you know, singing and dancing um, on reels, my audience will be like, "What? what's going on with her? So it's really about finding a way that works and makes sense for your brand, um, whether it's your products or whether it's the service that you provide or the style and aesthetic, you know, all of those kinds of things and making sure that it's on brand for you because that's kind of the way to make it sustainable so that it's not always pulling at teeth, you know? Right, right. Well, speaking of pulling at teeth, right, like how do you get that creative spark to create your reels? Like, do you have a process or is it most, is it kind of intuitive? What's your, what's your process there? I mean, I'd like to say that I have more of a process, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I don't, but what I like to do is just think about ways that I can connect with my audience. Um, maybe things that I've just been doing in my own business and playing around with it. Because I do think, I do think as with any kind of social media platform, like even now with threads, all those kinds of things, everyone's, it's, it's really good to just play around to see what resonates with your audience or what actually might work for you personally as well to, to make it sustainable. So yeah. um, for me, because I do a lot of shoots, I tend to always shoot a lot of B-roll on my iPhone, like behind the scenes and things like that. And I've actually realized that a lot of my audience really like to see behind the scenes. And so I keep it quite simple for my reels. I use a lot of behind the scenes kind of material, but then you know, try and include that kind of messaging in or just make it a little bit more interesting because again, you know, back to looking at, you know, content creation or just your brand as a whole in that kind of holistic way, you have to think about, you know, your visuals might sort of stop someone, but don't forget, you've also got other things that are helping you get that message across, whether it's your copy or later on, you know, the materials that you send out, all those kinds of things. So it's not really just like one part of your brand that right. connects with people. I love that. I think a lot of people are, are out in the world right now trying to sell us on like, you know, 10 easy ways to make a reel or like buy this packet of, you know, 365 real ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and you know, I'm not I'm not going to say don't do it because if someone needs that creative push, go right ahead. But I also like that you said, you know, there, sometimes there isn't a process. Sometimes it is just playing around to see what what feels right, what works. I'll say for myself, I take a lot of um, I've trained myself now instead of taking photos of everything to take videos of things I'm doing for clients, tastings or site visits or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I edit them together and then do a voiceover on top of it. So I don't have to show my face if I don't want to. Um, although I do try to show myself in the videos as I'm taking them. But <laughs> But I can create a narrative. I can create a brand story for, for that reel um, sort of after the fact via the voiceover. So it doesn't always have to be like, like you said, like pointing, dancing, talking to camera. You know, you can make it work for you. But I, I do enjoy the creative process of that. And I wonder if you do as well. Yeah, I really do. And I think it's it's finding that joy in it, because if you can't find that joy in it and make it sort of fun and just experiment and take that pressure off, then I feel like, and I know this is personally for me, I'll never do it. Or I might be able to keep it up for maybe a week or two, but then, you know, I burn out and then I just never want to create another reel again. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's about finding that balance. And I just, and I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, there's no right or wrong way. You really have to kind of find a way that make it work for whether it's, you know, your life, your schedule um, and your brand as well too, and your audience. And with those prompts and things like that, that you just mentioned, I mean, I think they have a place in the sense of it's it's really good to just um, give you some ideas, but in terms of then the actual video itself or the actual, you know, photo or story, anything like that, finding a way that actually speaks for your brand is the important thing. And so it's really yeah. good to sort of like, oh, okay, that's a great idea. Let's, let's see how I can make this work for myself. Yeah. Can you give us an example when you've seen something that maybe was not cohesive? Like, I know it's hard to talk about a reel because that's such a visual thing, but <laughs> I'm just thinking like, because I know people, I always try to put myself in the brain of people who are listening, right? Like the cohesion in a brand can be one of those things where like, if it's not working, you can see it. And it's, by the time you see it, it's like too late. Right? <laughs> so like from your standpoint, like walk us through something that would be not cohesive. Okay. I'm going to use like a more of a very stark kind of example, just because I think it's, it's easier to sort of visualize. So I'm going to go back to that whole, you know, singing and dancing and pointing. So let's just take, I'm just trying to think um, of a brand that would be quite visual let's just take a wedding florist for example let's say you want to you know share with your potential you know brides customers um a you know a beautiful wedding bouquet you know whether it's deconstructed or you know just talking about how you sort of piece something like that together or what it can do for your wedding or if you're speaking to um other florists what it could do for your brand instead of dancing and singing and pointing and then having every text pop up as you point, let's just say it's it's a bouquet recipe and you're talking about like, oh, it includes roses, um, peonies, in, you know, instead of singing and pointing and, and, and not even having florals <laughs> in um, the reel, which I do see sometimes, it would be much more impactful, more on brand and also beautiful, especially when you um, run such an aesthetically driven business to actually just have a behind the scenes of it could be a, um, a time lapse or it could be an actual, you know, slow video of you choosing floral, something behind the scenes. And then, you know, through you can still add that kind of text to the beat or anything like that. But mm -hmm. it just makes a lot more sense than singing and dancing and pointing about flowers to me. So 100 percent agree. Yeah. Yes. And I, I also feel, too, when I've seen those, thankfully, I feel like that particular pointing and dancing trend might be like waning a bit. Who knows? But I remember seeing something pretty much like what you described and thinking, 
yeah, that must have been easy to do, but also it doesn't give me any insight to who this person is as a creative or as someone to work with, as you said. Yeah. It's just like kind of checking the box. Yes. And then honestly, I mean, you might make, make people stop, but it's almost kind of stopping for the wrong reasons because it sticks out like a sore thumb more so than you're making someone stop thinking like, oh my God, that is a gorgeous bouquet. You know? <laughs> yes, um, yes. It's sort of thinking about that and, and it's really easy to you know, do all those fun, new, bright and shiny things. And, and, and I think it's fine to, you know, play around with it and test it out because, okay, maybe it will work for your brand. But I think there's, I think the important thing is just, there's no one right way. Whereas I think um, when Reels sort of started to come about, everyone felt like you had to do that. Whereas I'm kind of like, no, I mean, let's play around with it a little bit and see what works. Now, I know in your brand work, right, you talk about, you know, defining a visual brand branding that goes beyond the Instagram grid and it goes right, right to the heart of the mission. And I feel like I think sometimes with a real, you know, we talk a lot about the aesthetics, but not much about like, you know, the the sort of, yeah, like the why behind the brand. Do you have any um, any tips for how to bring more of like what we stand for as a brand into the aesthetics of a real or Instagram? Yeah. Um, I mean, Renee, I really love what you said before. Um, with your reels where, you know, you might put something together and you do that kind of voiceover. I think it can be so powerful and it really makes people stop and listen um, rather than it just being, you know, one of those fun kind of voiceovers that everyone's jumping on because it's a, it's a viral music or anything like that. So like, I really love that, especially if you're talking about communicating that story or, you know, how you came about or what it is that you're doing, that can be really powerful, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, especially for the solopreneurs, if you're the main person in your business or you're the person that the clients are going to talk to the most, having them hear your voice and not you mouthing someone else's words on a, yeah. on a reel can be really powerful because like, like you said, then when they meet, they're like, oh, she sounds just the same or she's, you know, just as wackadoo in, in person <laughs> than yeah. she was on the reel. Sometimes I know, I know personally for me, Sometimes it's easier to explain your thought process or explain, you know, what you're thinking and speak to your audience using something like that, like a voiceover, rather than actually writing it in copy, because it just doesn't have that same kind of ring to it almost, you know, and people, oh, yeah. it's like they're you know speaking to you, like you said. So it's kind of nice um, to sort of throw that in as well, too. And, and that's the thing. There's so many different ways for you to create, you know, whether it's your story or your reel. Um, I think it's just really, really fun to be able to play around with it. Yeah. So how do we get our brand in front of the right eyes? I know earlier when we started chatting, we were talking about the viral and how it really kind of gets you in front of the wrong people, kind of a vanity metric. How do we get in front of the right people then? So I think it's really important to create with your um, ideal client or customers in mind. A good example would be, you know, I initially started out in the wedding industry and then over time I kind of moved um, into more of the lifestyle uh, industry. And now I mainly style for um, e-com brands. So there's that kind of pivot in my business. And what I tried to do there is when you're thinking about communicating with your visuals, and this might seem kind of obvious, but it's really about um, being very, very, very intentional with what you put out there. So I might still have been doing some wedding work in the, you know, in the background, but, and maybe only had like one e-com brand client or something like that. But I would really make sure I make sure that I don't put any of that wedding stuff back out and slowly change the content that I put out there. Because if I if I keep putting that kind of work out, that's what I'm going to be getting back. 
And so it's the same as if, um, you know, a lot of us, as our brand evolves, your aesthetic might change a little bit or your style, you know, as we get better with design or as you get more familiar with the kinds of clients you want to work with or what you want to create or the weddings you want to create. It's really easy to just put all our portfolio out there because that's what we have. But a lot of the times there's a lot of value in actually withholding what we're doing, you know, what we have in our portfolio because it's not really speaking to the right people and it's not going to bring in the right people. So it takes a lot of discipline to not post than to post a lot of the times. <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah. We, we don't talk about the discipline of not posting enough. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 I, and it's really hard to do. And I think it's, it's also, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, I've got to post something. I've got to share something. Oh, I've got to share a photo. And then you just put whatever you have out there. But you know, I think when we're, you know, a few years into our businesses, you learn more about yourself, more about the people you want to work with, more about the kinds of work you want to do. And it's very natural for that to have evolved. But um, you're never going to really be able to like fully pivot or draw in the kinds of people you want to work with if you keep putting the stuff out there that maybe you have to take on because we needed the money or, you know, anything like that. And that happens. And, you know, that still happens with me. Sometimes I might do um, work for clients that I won't necessarily share but it doesn't mean I'm not doing it in the back end. Um, right. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of value in really just being really intentional with what you put out there, because whatever you put out there is what you're going to get back in. Yeah. What do you think about this trend? And I feel like it was a trend a couple of months ago. I, I feel like maybe what I'm about to ask isn't super um, current, but there was a trend a couple of months ago where a lot of people were getting on and saying, and it wasn't just wedding pros, but like say a stylist would get on and say, these are five jeans I would never buy. And it was like, like shitting on all of this stuff that maybe someone else liked or, and then wedding pros would do it too. Like five flowers I would never buy. And it was like baby's breath. Right. Um, how do you feel about that as a creator? I mean, personally for me, like I understand everyone has a different style. Like I have a different style to the next stylist, you know, and the next and more, I would like to take more of a positive approach (laughs) and share what I love as opposed to oh, I don't like what that other person is doing. Because, I mean, I mean, why? I think you should always lead with kindness. If you've got nothing nice to say, um, you shouldn't say it. So um, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. Kind of approach. <laughs> yeah, cool. I still see like the handbag girlies are doing it, right? Like yeah. five Chanel's I'd never buy. And I'm like, I don't think Chanel gives a shit if you would not buy their five. Who Like Chanel is not crying in the corner about the five yeah. bags that you don't like from Chanel. Yeah. But yeah, for me, for me, I feel the same. It feels super negative And that's not the kind of brand I want to have. Yeah. So in that case, if that was the only idea I had that week, I probably wouldn't make a reel. But yeah. that's just me. And, and ultimately... This is why I think, you know, there's room for everyone because everyone has a different style, you know, between two florists or between two stylists or two photographers, you've got different style, you have a different personality, you, you, you just resonate with different people. So, yeah. and, and that's the same, like I will look at two graphic designers, like, and decide who I want to work with, you know, based on so many different things, there's just no reason to be that negative. I think about it because each to their own. Right. I agree. I agree. So Back in the day, when probably when you were in the wedding industry, we used to, all, you know, educate that the Instagram feed, the little squares, was part of the portfolio mm-hmm. because, of course, it is. And that, I think, is still true today. I think that's where people can go, potential clients can go to see the most recent work. What is your take on portfolio building as it pertains to, like, video and reels? Or should we be focusing on that as well? Um, I think, ultimately, again, it kind of comes back to your business um 
as a wedding professional, I think, you know, because it's a very aesthetically driven business, one, that feed is still there. That's a really great way to showcase your portfolio, to showcase it alongside whatever you have on your website. I think now we're very unfortunate to have the benefit of video so that you can also show it in a different way. And like with your feed, it's it's very similar, like on your reels with your videos, it's all there on your profile as well too. So people can actually refer to that as the other portfolio, which is also why I think it's really important to make sure even your videos are very cohesive with what you're sharing, um, whether it's aesthetically or in the voice or um, the vibe and you know your messaging as well too. So I definitely think um, the video portfolio is there. Whether you bring it across to your website and have you know a lot of videos there, I think that kind of slows down your website. So maybe not. But I like yeah. that. You know, if you look at again your brand in that kind of holistic view, your Instagram is just like one part of your portfolio. You still need your website, you know, um, and then other brand collateral that you might have as well too. Like all of it works together as a whole to make up your brand. Agreed. What do you think for folks who are listening to you and that are like, well, now I don't know what to post. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't, what should I do if I don't have anything on brand? Like, should people be, you know, maybe doing like a, what, what we used to say is a styled shoot, but for video? Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think um, you need a styled shoot for video per se. Styled shoots are amazing, especially for um, wedding professionals. And you can leverage that and create so much content from it, whether it's video and photo. So that's really great. But you don't necessarily always have the budget for that. Or maybe you don't have um, the creatives that you want to collaborate with on that in your area. But um, I think the beauty of video, and this is personally from you know how I feel about it, especially for Instagram, that being able to be raw, you know, with the, the videos and behind the scenes, I think that's really great. And it kind of shows a different side to your brand. So I would actually embrace that. And, you know, don't worry about it being, you know, video perfect, or you have, you know, I mean, great light is good. But don't worry about things being a bit messy, you know, just take out your phone, um, take a quick behind the scenes to, you know, if maybe you're setting up for something, or even you're just clearing out your prop closet, or um, you're designing, you know, florals, or getting inspiration from Pinterest for your client, this wedding that you're creating, you know, all of those things can be um, turned into a very simple video. It doesn't have to be complicated, especially when we're talking about videos for Instagram, where, you know, long videos, people aren't going to stay on it anyway. So it's kind of those short bursts of um, visuals that are really effective at the moment. So just take out your phone and have a play with it. I'm a big believer in experimenting and seeing what works. And sometimes I even take a video of um, my laptop when I'm designing a shoot deck for a client. I mean, you know, because I'm not always out on a shoot. Oh, right? that's so, a good idea. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, everything's visual, right? Like, especially yes. when we're creatives, the mood board that you, the mood board that you're putting together for a client, or um, you know, maybe just collecting images from Pinterest, or the mess on your table after putting together a bunch of flowers for the day. You know, oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes the aftermath. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I even print out my shoot decks and do a quick video, nothing crazy. If you go on my Instagram, you'll have, a, you'll see, I might just um, go from left to right with my camera on my shoot, on, on my printed PDF shoot deck and share some pages, you know, um, because there's so many different facets to your brand as a creative. It's not always, you know, tangible. Sometimes it is on your computer and there's so many different creative ways for you to create something out of it. There's, you know, no right or wrong way. I think ultimately people just want to see all the different facets to your brand and connect with you. 
I love that. I think that that is very, very true. And I will say as someone who, I mean, honestly, you guys, anyone listening knows I, I have a, I have a hot and cold relationship with my two Instagram accounts. Sometimes I'm posting a lot. Other times I need to just like hide under a blanket and not be so visible. But I will say the most um, impactful reels I've made or content I've, you know, produced not to sound too lofty has been done without a lot of drama. And that I agree with Sandra. You just turn the camera on yourself and see what happens. You don't have to post it. You can do multiple takes. It doesn't, you know what I mean? You're not married to any of this. Even when you post it, you can always take it down. You know, like, I love that. it's not so serious, I think. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I won't lie. I think I've done, uh, you know, a lip sync singing and dancing reel before at the very beginning when reels first came out. And I think I deleted it right away. So, you know, you tried it and yeah. then you thought this isn't for me. You're like, no, this, this feels really bad in my gut. I know it's not a good idea. So let's just delete it. So, you know, there's so many ways. And I think it is really about experimenting, like building your business, building your brand is just this giant experiment. Right. So I think have fun with it, because if you take it, especially some of these things, especially with social media, I have a love hate with social media for my own account as well, too. I think that's absolutely normal. But if you're trying to be that other person, it's never going to work because it's going to just feel so hard. And I think people will, will pick up on it if you hate it. If you're like, yeah. if you're, if it's, if you're just like, oh, I have to, I have to, or if you try to force it, you know, I think the real work here, aside from everything we've said, which is, is of course the work, but I think the greater work here is just getting to a place where you are, I hate to use this word, but authentically comfortable with putting yourself out there in the world that way, because the message that you're trying to convey means so much to you. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, people want to connect with people. And the worst feeling is, and, and I've had this happen before, where people are completely different in real life to what you've seen on Instagram. And, you know, I kind of, I, I wouldn't want that to happen to, you know, someone I get on the phone with. I 100% agree. What's like your, if you could leave us with just like your biggest tip for all of this, your biggest advice, what would it be? Oh, my biggest advice. Okay. I think one, don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> mm. I think, mm -hmm. you know, Instagram is great. Reels are great. Um, but, you know, don't forget the other aspects to your brand as well, too. So um, by that, I mean, okay, you bring in someone through your reel. They really love you. Um, they've even, you know, DM'd with you and, and really want to work with you. And then they start doing their due diligence, head over to your website, and your website looks completely inconsistent because you've spent all your time on Instagram. <laughs> automatically that no like and trust factor is going to drop because people are like, yeah. is this the same person? Is this the same brand? Am I still yeah. going to get the same experience or the same quality of work um, that what I've seen on Instagram? So, and, and that's the thing because, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things to work with when it comes to building your brand and your business. But a lot of the times I see people fixated on that bright and shiny fun thing, but then they don't follow through to all the other you know, touch points that a client might potentially come through before they actually reach out to you to book you or anything like that. And yeah. um, I think that's, yeah, something, don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> I love the it. Other I love it. To your brand because they all matter. It's this one big picture. Oh, I hate to tell you guys, it all matters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I want to ask you, Sandra, because I ask everyone, um, one of the big things I'm focusing on in my business this year is self-care. We have a self-care membership called Better with Renee Dallow for Wedding Pros to get some you know space and time and energy for their own self-care what is your biggest uh the biggest thing you do for yourself for your own self-care at the moment i've been one of my key focuses has been setting boundaries and sticking to them especially yes. with my client work um i have three young kids so 
I used to just find that, you know, I pick them home, I pick them up from school, get home, I'm fixing things and I'm just checking my Instagram or I'm like replying to that email and text and then working really late after they, you know, go to bed and it was just really draining on me and I just wasn't fresh, I guess, every day. I tell you yeah. this constant struggle. And so this past year I've just been really clear on my boundaries with my clients, not replying to their, you know, emails and texts until the next day, <laughs> unless it's urgent. And just, you know, setting those boundaries for myself so that I can be present with my kids when they're at home. And then also not, you know, draining all my energy so that, you know, I don't really get things done. <laughs> yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's, I love when I ask entrepreneurs this question. And it's my favorite question that I've been asking for the last couple of months, because I got to tell you, not a single person has said like, a bubble bath, or a massage, <laughs> like, really, everyone's saying like, very, the real the real self-care that we don't often see people talk about because it's not sexy or fun yeah. is like saying no to people going to bed early like you know, yeah, I mean, these things that were like not not so fun but really essential yeah it's a long game right so i think that would yeah. be amazing but i'm not sure it'll do me wonders for the next day <laughs> 100 sandra where can people find you on the internet instagram is the best place to find me i love i'm chatting with people and connecting with people on instagram so that would be at sandra chow design so drop me a dm and let me know um that you found me through renee and i'd love to chat Love it, love it, love it. We're going to put that in the show notes. So if you're driving, no worries. Sandra, thank you so much for being here with us this week. We love talking to you. No, thank you so much, Renee, for having me. I really, really enjoyed this chat. Anytime. My friends, my listeners, you know what I'm going to say, because I remind you every week that your time is the most valuable resource you have. And I'm always very, very grateful that you spent it with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.